Today on 91 Octane, of course, we're going under the hood and cover your headlines after being back from SEMA. T-Pain delivers the biggest automotive L of 2022. And finally, we cover sort of a follow-up summary of our SEMA trip last week. Let's start the show. Welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And let's get right into it. Randy, what are the headlines? There was quite a bit of news out of SEMA. We didn't do a lot of digging into products. Yeah. The first uh, headline that I have is that BBS, and we went into the booth and took, <laughs> I took stickers. <laughs> I a lot of stickers. Did, yeah, we all did, but yeah. I, I definitely took some. Um, BBS debuted a new wheel where they build customizable. Um, drilling into it meaning to say how do i word it better you can swap the what is it pcd is the is the use word. english motherfucker. sorry sorry yeah <laughs> That's fucking um, yeah pcd what does a pcd stand for like the bolt pattern right you can buy their wheel okay and you can buy just an adapter and change the bolt pattern on that wheel interesting yeah and it's also going to be it's also going to have that that piece that you add onto the wheel also has the hub centric ring built in so you can buy just that piece to conform to your so, your hub so is the wheel sold with like a bigger hole yes <laughs> yeah yeah and then and you then, add and on then you add the on basically the like a wheel spi- spacer right. essentially right so right. The, the standard bolt pattern for this wheel is is just the BBS size 117 by 5 117.5 by 5 right and then you buy the adapter to get it to a, a 120 for Germans and now new Hondas, in my case, 114.3. And you just add that on. I feel like only a company like BBS could could release something like this. They went bankrupt not too recently. BBS, uh, not BBS aftermarket, BBS um, OEM. I forget what the actual. Com- right. Okay. But there's two separate companies. Are they two separate? Yeah, there's two oh, separate okay. companies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if. That was part of the article. It's yeah. from the drive, and so I don't know if it which, oh, parent, if it, which one which of those two companies it was. They probably went bankrupt trying to design this. Yes, and this is because uh, I mean my initial thoughts are okay. Now we've got more moving parts. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be moving, but more detached parts in the wheel. Yes. Therefore, more potential for disaster. That's technically true, right? But you know these are this is certified these. Sh- this company certifies their wheels against the strictest worldwide. Um, Germany has the strictest laws for aftermarket parts. And this is what I mean by BBS is one of the only companies that, that I probably pull, would trust. Tr- yeah, agree. Pulling something like this yes. off, right? Like uh, if 100%. XSR came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yes. Hell no. No, yes. I'm good, right? Yeah. But eventually we will get to a point where the XXRs and all the rep Ugh, companies yikes. will make these. That's yes. a scary proposition. That is definitely scary. Is they there will, a cost to these yet? Or is it there just, is no pricing. They okay. just announced and they probably announced it at SEMA is it was my point. Yeah, yeah. And we probably missed it. Yeah. But you can also adjust offset as we were a result. busy watching shoes. Yeah. 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 You can adjust the offset because of it. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know to what degree or what level. <sighs> it still makes this, me nervous, man. Yeah. It still makes me nervous. But then, yeah, like an S2K fitment will work now. That same wheel could work on your I could your borrow German. your wheels. Yes. Yeah. With just an adapter. Yeah. That's I thought that was really cool. It is cool. Conceptually, it's a very cool idea. Yes, yes. But I definitely want to know the ins and outs of the technology. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't ever see me doing this for a track car. I don't see why anyone would ever want to do that. This is definitely like a street car yeah. type of wheel. Mm-hmm. But what if they're saying that the, it's capable of handling... You know, the track abuse. I mean, it's BBS, BBS wheels. Yeah. That's like not yeah. that you need that, that would right. that kind of modularity at the track. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now if you're talking like swapping offsets, now you're getting into like suspension geometry almost. That's my question to you. Right? As so a, you being the tr- more track guy, does that offset change give you inherent advantages or disadvantages? Yeah, because your track width is essentially wider. You could widen the track width through the offset. But I guess, like, if you bought two, let's say, adapters right. for the day, yeah, do you, are you able to gain time 
by like testing one, switching to the other offset. Yada, the yada. Theoretically, yes. I couldn't give you a number of how much, okay. but theoretically, yes, you could. Mm-hmm. Even by just setting a different offset in the rear or setting a different offset in the front. I mean, you're talking about modifying scrub radiuses. You're talking about, you know, essentially modifying slip angles. Um, in some cases, mm. if you're talking about modifying offsets and therefore could result in gain or or reduction right 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 but it could result in a delta which is really the difference right that you would want for maybe a tenth of a second may i don't know what it would be but there is potential for differences there it's cheaper than buying 10 sets of wheels to try it out exactly that's cool yeah that's cool that would be cool but i mean i mean the fact that it took this long to get here lets you know how long how hard this problem is to solve yeah for sure which which I think it brings doubt to me that this would be applied to motorsports or anything on that end. And it's not going to be cheap. It definitely. <laughs> I mean, BBSs are already like yeah. 600, 700 a wheel. If not more. This might, if yeah. not more, right? Yeah. This will be like 2,000 yeah. a wheel. Yeah, probably. But it's modular, so. Right. You know, right, yeah. You could sell them to whoever you want after. They just have to buy an adapter. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. But next headline. Next headline, the un- unintended consequences of uh, EVs is more demand for manual transmissions. This was reported by ABC News. Interesting. Shout out yes. to ABC News. I know, right? Yeah. Not typically our source yeah, for yeah. information. Not automotive information. Do you think, based on this statement, based on this generic, well, not generic, this, you know, one of the big three or four broadcasting companies announcing this, do you think that right before EV becomes the required car of uh, for purchasing brand new, we are entering a golden era of like fun cars. Are we getting there? I are think we at we, that I point? I think we are. The demand is going to get there. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because you don't know what you got <laughs> until it's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's exactly it, right? Yeah. People are going to start feeling like, oh, this thing is going away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I need to get into it. I need to get it back. I need to get one. Yeah. Right. So all of us, including me. Yeah. Right. That are kind of like on the fence. Right. Mm -hmm. This. If I saw the end of the the internal combustion car near right EVs taking over. Yeah. The appeal of the manual Supra Mm -hmm. increases exponentially. Yeah. Right. And and that yeah. and that's gonna happen across the car universe. Especially with the shortages we have exactly, right now. Exactly. Yeah. So I think naturally, because that's gonna take over and we're gonna lose the ability to shift gears, it's still a prevalent meme in the car world that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, now we're starting to understand that automatic transmissions can beat us, but there's still yeah. a a a what it's still a flex to have a stick shift car versus a, an automatic car. Is it like the vinyl record of the music industry kind of resurging? Oh uh, man, that's a that good a, that that would be a good analogy. The the vinyl rec it's the vinyl record of the car industry. Yeah. Not quite, right? Because that, that I feel like dude, I mean, it has come back. The auto audio quality is not better than CD for vinyl. But neither is the shifting quality. It, exactly. That's right? my point. Yeah, okay. like shifting is not going to make you faster, but people have this w- desire for analog. Yeah, the nostalgia, the right. the, fe- the driver feel, like the putting it the putting the, the the vinyl onto the turn. I had one at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah, and and you're right. And I, and I fully agree with the ABC News like as EV becomes mandated or more prevalent, mm-hmm. right? We're going to see a higher demand for stick. And I mean naturally the OEMs are moving away from manufacturing those cars because they even, so they even become more scarce. That's correct. And um, some of the data that they uh, quoted here was super interesting. Like the, oh, geez, sorry, I can't get to it really quickly, but um, 25% of the Supra sales are expected to be manual. Yep. That wasn't the case 10 years ago with all the manual cars that were, you know, in that tier. You know what I want to think? Mm. And I'm going to say this out loud, hoping that it will happen. Mm. That the late 90s and early 2000s are coming back. In what way? What do you mean? In that we're going to see a sort of, how would I call it? I don't even know how I would describe like it. Like a renaissance. 
maybe let's call it a renaissance. Sure. I was looking for a better word, but let's call it a renaissance where now the sort of the scarcity mm-hmm. of the vehicle and the availability of aftermarket mm-hmm. are going to converge and it's just going to drive people to repurchase their dream cars their childhood their dream childhood cars. dream cars stick shift cars and that might be the brand new supra it might be an e36 it mm-hmm. might be an em1 right mm-hmm. like and so now i mean unfortunately that's gonna mean there's gonna be a bunch of old fucks at car meets <laughs> well that's who we are right that, exactly right <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. but that'll also drive the young people into the so maybe we have a bigger scene right before the end right <laughs> And That's we're not going to see the end. I mean, we talk about the end like it's going to be some abrupt, sudden thing. It's not going to happen that way, right? Yeah. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. The end is not going to happen in mm-hmm. you and my lifetime. Mm-hmm. We're still going to see ice cars, but maybe we're going to start to see the demise of the used car market, but also the the uh, the resurgence, the renaissance of, of the aftermarket of the tuner world, of the enthusiast world. That's an interesting point. Yeah, because now like that, that everybody wants that shit. It's somebody that it's something that's being taken away from us. We can see it being taken away from us. It's like like crypto. I won't. I don't want to go into crypto because I don't know a ton of it. But there's a limit on the number of tokens typically for oh, a lot yeah. of those coins. Now we're going to see a limit on the manual cars. It's not even a limit. It's 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 now if we're putting it in in money terms, it's deflationary now, right? Because now not only are new cars not being created, we're yes. losing cars every day. That's right. right? From so, accidents yeah, and shit. Yeah, exactly. So they're becoming more and more mm. and there's going to be a bigger need. So article another article adjacent to this that I don't have a link for. I was reading on my phone in Japan the increase in demand for supercars also is spiking. Um, sorry, older supercars that have manual transmissions. Okay. Because of this, so they could be like a way for us to kind of foresee what the aftermarket right. yeah. is going to end up Because of course, the supercars would be ahead of the game. They're already rare. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So people are rushing out to buy them. Yeah. So it might. It, I it think might it will. Be, I it think it will. I think. I mean, obviously, it's. I'm it's all speculation. I'm, I'm, I'm putting on my Nostradamus hat, sure, and just saying that that's exactly how it's going to happen. Mm. That's exactly how it's going to happen. And shout out to whoever's manufacturing aftermarket parts when it happens, because you're going to, you know, make a bank. But um, it's kind of it's a little bittersweet, but it's going to be fun. It's and yeah, that's why I wish I could afford a car without all this stupid markup. On these cars. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's today, true. Oh, like, man. So that's the, that's gonna prop up prices too. Exactly. This whole thing's gonna prop up prices. Exactly. So I mean, I w- so get them right now. Get them w- right now. We're not, you know, advising, but def it could be an investment opportunity potentially. Oh yeah, I- I'm looking at it strictly from a get them at today's prices. That's what I mean. Right? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, because, because you're gonna not gonna be, gonna be able to gonna buy be, it later. Yes, you're gonna be yeah. not able to afford. Yeah. It. Okay. Man. So. Uh, last headline th- okay. that I have, I know you wanted your yours to be last. Um, SEMA announces this week that they are evolving the SEMA show in Las Vegas in 2023. Smart to be more than just a SEMA show. It's going to be a SEMA week across the city of of Las Vegas. Yeah, with interactive whatnots. I think it's a grab. Or a fear. I mean, it's got to evolve. Yeah. Let's say that, right? And I feel like the outdoor presence of SEMA being public and walk in and take a look, that if we weren't able to go inside, I'd feel kind of satisfied with the amount of content and experiences I could get outside. That's one statement I'll make. Number two, I think this is. A I, desperate I think you say that. I think you say that because you've been inside. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. And that's why you know, yeah. like maybe I'll caveat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, I think obviously this is a grab because they're scared that we ask people, "Are you going to be at SEMA or F1 or both next year?" And there was a group that said just one or the other. Some of which was F1. Yeah. I we think d- we only got one SEMA and the rest were both or F1. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think you're right. But I, 
Is this a good thing for SEMA? It's a great thing. Yeah. It's just the smart thing to do. Okay. If if you are having an F one event happening in Vegas, yeah, you better decorate the shit out of that SEMA. And you best believe it's not going to be as easy to get in as it was this year. Maybe. They might not pre-approve us next year. <laughs> well, yeah, because they're having the equivalent of a World Cup, essentially. It, exactly. In their city. Yeah. And they're the event before the World Cup. Yeah. So everybody's going to not want to stick around for a month waiting. You think they'll have SEMA-themed strip clubs? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. SEMA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, but, uh, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a smart. I saw this too. Okay. And I was okay. like, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. You know I what mean, I mean? I mean, there's. It, it's. I think we we might have spoken too passionately about the demise of SEMA. Sure. Not knowing that. I mean, they were, they were given a golden opportunity here in with, with F1 being in Vegas. True. If it wasn't for that. I might hold on to the idea that SEMA is out the door. Wait, oh, what do you mean? Sorry. Like that SEMA would bleed a slow death. Oh, okay. But now that they have F1, mm -hmm. around the same time that SEMA is happening. So that might uplift them as well. That's going to uplift them. I mean, that's going to drive mm -hmm. any anybody that normally goes to SEMA mm -hmm. that had doubts about going next year. Yeah. It's probably going to be like, well, I'm going to F1, so... Might as well go to SEMA, too. Ah, that's right? your point. Yeah. So if they have events on other parts, other hotels and whatnot, people get a SEMA experience there. Yeah, and that, too. Before. And that's going to drive the next year. Right. right. Make right. it exciting again. Right. Now, I mean, I think the expectation, though, mm -hmm. that SEMA is creating now with, with next year having sort of in a city-wide event mm. is that the expectation for the following year is that it's also going to be somewhat big. Yeah, they're doing a five-year rollout. So they're oh, trying to try to okay. grow whatever okay. these experiences are. Makes sense. I didn't over see the that. Next five yeah, years. that makes yeah, sense. So, yeah. Okay, good for them. That's smart. Yeah. So this they're going to use the F1 event as a jump-off point. And see, yes, correct. Because yeah. they had one on Saturday. Yeah. Right? The day of the after it closed, SEMA closed. So. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm mm -hmm. actually excited to go back now again. I have to say that I am too. Yeah. 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 I mean, both of those two things combined that we talked about, like maybe the aftermarket is going to grow back and or resurge. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? In a weird way, COVID helped like overlanding. Yeah, yeah. Right? Overla Not, yeah, overlanding. Uh, damn, man. We like, don't even touch that. Like we don't, we're, we don't know that world. Yeah. But like... I've seen it grow from mm -hmm. outside. It's crazy to me how big it's gotten. Yeah, I mean, they're in that one hall that we didn't bother to go through. Yeah, they were in their own separate hall. Now they're, like, you know, front and center. Right. And, like, all of Toyota's cars are, like, overlanding cars. Yeah, it's, like, two-thirds overlanding, one-third, like, sports car type shit. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's get into our next segment. Le headline. Last headline or segment? Segment. So the I, I talked about... T-Pain delivering the biggest L of 2022. Okay. And I mentioned this before the episode started. You're not familiar with what no. had happened. No. So T-Pain's first drift car is called the Pickle Rick, right? Pickle Rig? It's a Pickle Rick. Pickle you don't, you Rick. don't watch Rick and Morty either? Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Pick, Pickle Rick. It's from Rick and Morty. Okay. And it's a 240. Okay. Right? And so... Uh, uh, he went to his first drift events and stuff, and he loved the community. And he met this guy named George from GMG Automotive. Okay. And this guy, George, walks up to T-Pain and says, uh, hey, you know, whatever you need, whatever I I'm can I'm hearing work it in an auto-tune. Sorry, I'm yeah. hearing <laughs> Yeah, we should. Whatever you want, whatever your car, like, I, I'll be your guy, right? right. Like, to kind of set him up and mm. whatever. And T-Pain, like, developed a relationship with him, right? And... Three days ago, mm -hmm. T Pain dropped a 27 part series on TikTok talking about the last two years in, of his experience with this guy. So it turns out uh, that this guy um, doesn't didn't have a great reputation in the community, but no one knew. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until T Pain actually uncovered this giant bomb of a problem that is so multi-layered that if you're listening to this right now it's it's about an hour and a half to get through all the content that he put out so then 
he gets kind of cool with this guy, and uh, so T-Pain at this point gets another car. He built his own E46 uh, drift car also. So now he has two cars. So one day they go out to a Caffeine and Octane event. Um, uh, T-Pain is in the E46, and he lets this guy George drive the 240, Pickle Rick. And apparently he ruined the car. I mean, he the motor was, like, dead. And okay. so he told T-Pain, he's like, hey, let me take it. I'll fix it for you. And then, you know, make the situation right, which makes sense, right? He needs to fix it. So he takes this Pickle Rick car, and he holds it for – this was back in, like, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And so he holds it for a really long time. And they're talking through, like, well, okay, is he going to fix it? And they're, like, texting. And, and T-Pain is showing all the texts, oh, all the okay. information, on all the TikTok. communication on TikTok mm-hmm. around what he experienced. And so then this guy, George, gets an opportunity to do a discovery, uh, a show on Discovery, where um, they have a bunch of drifters. And you might have heard of this. They have a bunch of drifters on the show. And they chase them down with Crown Victorias, and they have to make it through an obstacle course. I had not heard of the show. Okay. So anyway, there and so he has to drift through this course and make it to the end. For some reason, this guy George thought that T Pain wouldn't see this. So he's doing this with T Pain's car, is what you're saying? Yeah, and so he asks T Pain, "Can I borrow your car to do this show? Because I don't, I don't have a car myself to do it with." You know, and T-Pain, like, dude, shout out to T-Pain. Nice ass guy. Okay. He says, oh, yeah, well, if he's going to be on TV helping a homie out, yeah, go for it. What he didn't tell him is that in on this show, there's a high probability that these cars are going to run into his drift car. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He got pit maneuvered twice on the show and then, like, crashed into, like, a bush. Oh. And so the frame was messed up. The, so the motor, car's done. Motor's car. Car's done, right? Mm-hmm. But he promises him. He's like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And so this whole saga is T-Pain trying to follow up with this guy to fix this car. And the guy's just not following up. Now, a year has gone by. Okay. And he's not following up. And he's not following up. Finally, he's getting into kind of like, oh, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this or whatever. And he's like, oh, well... You know, this this car should probably get an LS, an LS3. And T-Pain's like, how much is that going to be? A lot. And he's like, oh, it'll be like 6000 and I'll pay 2000 of it because of the motor that I blew. Mm. So now he's gone from I'm going to pay to fix it to I'll give you $2,000 for the motor and you pay for the rest of it. So now he's nickel and diming him, right? Yeah, yeah. The problem continues. Okay. Right? So as he's as he's pr- pretending to fix this car, mm-hmm. uh, T Pain is now having s- some just normal problems with the E forty six, and he takes it to him to fix. The guy offers him to fix the car. Okay. And then in the guy's possession, the car starts to overheat. The car's got all these like steering rack problems that he's telling him he needs to fix. Okay. Right. And so. Every time T-Pain gives this guy his car, it breaks, mm. right? And so this guy's like, oh, it wasn't like this before. T-Pain's like, it had no problem when I was driving it, and uh-huh. now all of a sudden it's a problem when you're driving it. Okay. And so the guy sends him a a quote for $4,000 to replace a cooling system in an E46. Which is definitely not the price. And that's just for the parts. He's saying that that's just for the parts. So what, radiator and cool pump? Radiator, yeah, hoses, pump. fan. And pump. And Water thermostat pump. and the pump. That is not fifteen hundred dollars, and that's okay. like that's all expensive parts. Fifteen hundred dollars. Mm. He told him four thousand and something for the parts, yeah, and another grand for labor or something like that. Okay. And on top of that, is telling them that his headers are rusty and that his steering rack is bad and Ooh. that he probably replace that. Uh-huh. And and the whole time, T Pain's just like. He talks about it in the end, how he's like, I know that if I say something about this, I'm going to ruin this guy's business. Yes. Right. He's like, but I want to be a good friend. He's like, he's giving him chance after chance after chance. T-Pain doesn't really learn his lesson here. He has an issue with his Ferrari. Oh, no. He has an issue with the door handle of the Ferrari. So then um, the, the guy's like, oh, I'll take a look at it. Maybe it's not even it's not even broken. I could just fix it. 
So he's like, okay, well, come take the car. So he takes the Ferrari. Okay. Right? He takes the Ferrari, and he's giving them this whole runaround about how, oh, he's got to wait for the par. Or, and, and T-Pain's like, you know what? I'll just take it to the Ferrari dealer. The, I have an appointment already that's coming up, and you're taking forever. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's got all these three cars, and uh, and nothing nothing is getting done. Finally, the guy's like complaining, right? The guy's saying like, oh, I can't make payroll. That's why I can't work on your car. I have to churn out all these actual jobs to make money. Meanwhile, the guy bought an R8, right? The guy bought an R8, got it completely wrapped and customized. Okay. Right? The guy got two new bays, two new lifts in his shop, right? This whole time he's spending money, but he's telling T-Pain that he has no no money. money. Right. And he's just he's just trying to get more and more money from him. So he gets to a point where he's like, I can't even make payroll. Would you mind paying me some of the money that you're going to up front up front that that he's getting nothing from? And then he'll finish the car and then we'll go. At this point, T-Pain is sick of it. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Tell me what it's going to cost to get all my cars done and out of there by October 30th of this year. Mm -hmm. And. If you get it done by October 30th, not only will I pay you that amount, I will pay your payroll for that month. That's a very big Awesome promise. deal. Awesome so deal. So he's doing him a service. Oh, hardcore, dude. Giving him And the whole time him, T-Pain's yeah. talking about all the cuz he's trying to start Nappy uh like a car thing, something. Nappy Boy Automotive. Okay. Yeah, and so yeah. the whole time he has like promo deals and stuff already lined up for these cars mm-hmm. that he's missing because he doesn't have these cars. And he's saying that he's lying to all these people to save the George's face. face. Yes. Right? And not ruin his business. Uh-huh. But he's getting to a point where now he's sick of it. So this George guy tells him, give me $11,000. It's 11000 and some change. And I will have your cars to you by October 30th. October 29th rolls around. <laughs> and they send him a picture of the car. Like two panels are wrapped. It's not even done, right? Like it, it, the car is not in any condition to be returned. But the guy has the gall to say, "I'm going to SEMA, so I'm not going to be able to have this done in time." Keep in mind that T Pain has said, "I'm paying your payroll. I'm giving you eleven thousand dollars." Like, and SEMA doesn't start till November first. And SEMA doesn't start till <laughs> November first, so <laughs> he's out there it. early, right? Yeah, yeah. And so uh, T-Pain's like, no, I, I need my cars. I need my cars. So they agreed to turn over the cars. I think it was either October 31st or November 1st. The technician and the guy's wife drop off the cars. Oh, n- and they have, like, heads down, and they're, like, sad and depressed. T-Pain's explaining all of this. And then in the last story, he starts showing the car, dude. It's a disaster. Like, you and I could have done a better job. Really? You and I like they wrapped the mirror and you like you could still see the uh the wrap lifting on all the edges. Oh. And it's like all like uh crinkled and like uh-huh, and creased, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And um the seat that's in the drift car is not even bolted down. What the hell? He, yeah, he can that's move. Like, wow. Yeah. They didn't put his um his glove box back on. The uh, fender rivets are all bad. I mean, it, it, dude, it's a disaster. Wow. It's a complete disaster. And it's uh, after after this whole saga happens, right, and he posts some of these things, mm-hmm. it continues. And so the George auto, the, from GMG Automotive puts mm-hmm. out an apology video. Okay. Right? And says how, like, you know, it, it was, it, you know, it's his fault. He didn't really... He's not used to the management side of things. He's a technician. So these kind of things just he just was mismanaging things or whatever, which is like, okay, you know, like he was man enough to apologize. It's like, okay, cool. But then T-Pain says, you need to watch out who's in your circle and who you're trusting with information because a ton of people started sending T-Pain a bunch of texts that they had privately with George. And George calls T-Pain a straight up bitch. Oh, he's like, hell his, no. his friends are like, hey, you know, T-Pain's <laughs> putting you on blast, um, you know, for what you're doing to his car. And he says, LOL, he's a bitch. And oh, I'm like, dude, this guy just put wow. out an apology video. Wow. And now and now he's calling T-Pain a bitch. And T-Pain's been nothing but good to this guy. Right. Nothing but good to this guy. And so T-Pain goes in. He goes in. Right. He's got all his receipts. 
He screenshotted like every screenshot he found. Um, the guy's wife tries to dox him. Actually, posts T Pain's phone on on Facebook. What's doxing mean? Sorry, uh, dox is short for document, meaning you are putting people's information out. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, sorry, to, I'm not, to get people to I'm like hip with spam yeah, yeah, him right, and stuff right, like right, that, right. right? Okay, so they do that, uh-huh. right? And he starts putting out. In, they start putting inform, out information that the only reason that the car wasn't done is because T Pain didn't want to pay. And like all this stuff, and that's why all this came out because mm. T Pain was like, "I'm not gonna sit here idly, like taking up for this." He's like, "For every invoice you've sent me, I have proof that I wired you money." Oh, yeah, and like so, he went all out. He's like, "I don't care. I don't care at any backlash that I get from this." Uh huh. Like, I'm putting this out there. Wow. And he, uh, that dude is he's done in the car industry. Yeah, I would be surprised if he can show up on a track ever again. And so because of this, uh-huh. now we start getting more information, right? People start posting, oh, uh, my white Evo 10 has been there since January 2021. I'm looking at this now. I'm nervous. I, ha- I haven't seen yeah, that no car shit. in ages, uh-huh. right? Um, stories start coming out about him street racing. Um, Their cars, people, other customers' cars. cars. And then it starts to come out that uh, they start telling T-Pain, like, hey, a bunch of shops start calling T-Pain. And telling him, hey, we've seen George driving your cars on the street, doing donuts and pickle Rick, right? Driving the shit out of the E46 and driving the shit out of the Ferrari. Oh, driving the shit out of the Ferrari. And in my head, I'm like, dude, like, how, how do you let an opportunity like this go? Yeah, right. That's true. That is actually very true. Like T Pain wants to buy you a drink. <laughs> and you're, yeah. and, you're yeah. spilling, and you're spilling this shit, you know? Or, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell, dude? And he gave him chance. He gave him three cars, three cars to redeem himself with. Yeah, and he didn't come through with one. Right. This is like the opportunity of a lifetime. Of a lifetime, dude. He could have built his whole business around. He could have been Nappy Boy Automotive. If he had given us his cars, I would have quit my job to 1, be his thousand percent. Exactly, dude exactly like he know and like honestly dude every time i've seen t-pain on anything he comes off as such a genuine like yeah, cool dude I've heard that too he doesn't and have then a based rep. on this experience mm-hmm. like one t-pain has delivered the biggest l of 2022 mm-hmm. in the car world but he has also taken the biggest w yes of 2022 i think that the entire the entire community has rallied Behind around T-Pain. behind T-Pain. Yeah. And like now T-Pain is sort of an automotive like God. Right. Sure. Just like just that quickly. He's like, oh, he's he's sort of defending all the small guys because mm. it turns out that this George guy had been doing this for years. Mm. But I mean, there's he's no getting one outed. He's now he's getting outed by T-Pain. Of course, like now it's like, OK, you can't hide, dude. It's over. Well, here's a uh, I'm going to put on the. um conspiracy theory hat yeah what if it's all fabricated and i know it's not yeah. right, it sounds like it's not well because uh, i thought that too i know okay. what you're, i know you're yeah, alluding yeah, to yes, right yes. like this this has been this has turned into those eleven thousand uh-huh. dollars that t-pain spent on the on those cards which is probably more than that let's call it twenty thousand sure has paid him a million fold mm. you know like it this experience sucks yeah. i've been through an experience like this you have yeah i think i talked about it on Which the pod- a long time ago uh my parent my dad's jeep i don't remember that i'll, I'll talk about it right now we'll, okay. we'll end on that okay okay we'll end this on that uh but yeah like i mean the amount of eyes that t-pain has on him right now yeah like, i didn't follow nappy boy automotive i didn't know i didn't even know nappy boy automotive existed yes. until this happened Right. I mean, I, I re- we retired from TikTok once we heard that China was spying on us. Right. And, right. and this took me back to TikTok. Oh, really? I, I needed to know the saga because <laughs> wow. I had heard tidbits from people and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? Like, I need it from the horse's mouth. So you went to TikTok. So I went to t- and I spent, I spent an hour and a half today. Just, I mean, I was enthralled, though. Like, well, clearly, you know, yeah, this the was, drama, yeah, the card, uh, yeah, connection. dude. This is it was it was crazy. Mm. I mean, it sucks. Shout out to T Pain for you know calling out the bullshit. Yeah, you yes. know, I'm I'm also glad that the community 
is rallying around him and kind of showing him that everyone is like this. And I'm sure he'll get his. You know, he's he's got the money. I mean, he's got legal means now. Oh, too, for as well. sure. I mean, especially with getting docs, that's illegal. Right? Oh, yeah. that's illegal in itself. And he can sue for all the other stuff, too. Oh, you know, not that yeah. he would. I mean, it might be a waste of time because he's not going to get any money from these people. They're done. Wow. They're done, dude. Yes. No way. I mean, this this whole this whole saga was a disaster. And I can relate a little bit, but my situation was different in that. And I wasn't going to a shop. Oh, was I relied a- on a friend to paint my Jeep. Or my dad's Jeep. Okay. Right? Okay. And so I bought the paint. I gave it to him. Uh-huh. And he was going to paint the Jeep. And I I mean, it must have been like an eight-month timeline. Paint where job? I, where I was like, hey, man, you know, what's up with the Jeep? Oh, you know, maybe you did You know, when, when, are we, when am I going to get it back? Or And he's like, oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I just I haven't had time. Or I need this. Or I need that. Or, hey, can I get like, you know, $200 up front because I need to buy some supplies? Very similar scenario to this. Okay. And it's like, okay, man, here's 200 bucks, but, you know, like this comes off at the end. And he's like, yeah, yeah, or whatever. And eight months later, I go to pick up the car, and, I mean, it's covered in dust. The paint is all sun-baked and cracked. He never actually painted it, but he left it under a tree that was, like, dropping uh, uh, sap. sap. And it was, like, ruining the paint. And it was for eight months. It sat there and never moved. So it was like bird shit and all this. I mean, it ruined the. I could have probably polished whatever paint was there before, uh-huh. and it would have looked okay. Uh-huh. But this time, it was dead. I had to go. We had to go take it to some other professional shop to get it repainted. Okay. But this guy was just stringing me along the whole time, not working on I his vi- car. I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, story. man. Yes. Oh wow, that's crazy. And so to see this kind of victory, uh-huh. you know, for, for T Pain. Yeah, from this, I mean, uh, this guy George Grobe. What the hell is wrong with you, bro? Like, wow. How do you do something like this? How can you like live this? with yourself? Seriously. Yeah. You get. You have. It's like again, like this was like opportunity of yeah, lifetime, dude. You like literally have a like you're printing money at this point. Yeah, he's like the Nate Dog of the 2010s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. he's like, and he's beloved Bigger. in the community, yeah. you know. Like mm-hmm. and it's and he's willing to help you. He's willing to work with you. He's putting up with all your crap. Yeah, that's crazy. That's sad. It's yeah, dude, stupid. it's so sad. It's stupid. He's but, stupid. But the story is, I, I, it was so fascinating. That's great. Yeah. And like he puts it all out there. Every text, every and he even puts up the video of the guy driving the car in the sh- on the show. That was hard to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was hard to watch. A bad driver, clearly. Because I mean, he wasn't a bad driver, but to see like to now know the backstory. Oh, OK. And see and, and apparently and in the text message, they start arguing like, oh, yeah, well, they, they really chewed into the guy driving the Crown Victoria because he wasn't supposed to do that. And T Pain brought a good brought up a good point. This guy told the producers that that was T Pain's car, and T Pain said, "Look, I know how TV works. Once they knew it was my car, they wanted to destroy it. Oh. They knew that would be a good story." Yeah, that's true. And I, I totally agree. That totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally yeah, makes that, sense. That's actually very true. But that is like a brief, although it wasn't brief at all. That's <laughs> a brief summary. Of what occurred. If you want to know what occurred in this T-Pain saga, I really, really encourage you to go watch the TikToks because and you also watch the TikToks because it I was the whole time. I on, That's why I was late. Oh, really? That's why I was late. You're that's watching why I was TikTok. Late, I'm, on TikTok. I'm on TikTok and I'm just like, oh, man, this is so good. Like, wow. Like this is this. Is, they should turn this into a movie. Uh-huh, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. like. It it sucks for T Pain, but I'm I'm sure he'll be okay, mm. and you know I'm I'm happy to, for the community to rally around him. So crazy story, John. Yeah, man, it's nuts. What put you onto this? Did it was there inklings I of mean, it on it, it IG was, and yeah, stuff? I mean, it was all over social media. Um, uh, a couple of people hit me up like, "Oh, do you know about the T Pain story?" And I had been following it through other media channels, mm-hmm. and I just I, I was just like, you know what, like. Let me hear this for myself. Mm. And that's when literally 27 different TikToks, all three minutes long. Oh, sheesh. Yeah. Actually, no, I think there's 29 because he had two updates. So an hour and a half. An hour and a half worth of TikToks. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, I'm doing the work, so you don't have uh, yeah, to. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for but, the summary, John. Yeah, I appreciate but, I, it. but it's honestly, it's worth it. It's okay. worth it. Okay. It, re- it really is worth it. Wow. Do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get into the SEMA portion of the episode. Yes. Um, we went to SEMA last week. Yes, we did. And uh, we sort of went in as the bitter veterans, the grumpy veterans. Yeah, grumpy veterans. Indifferent, ambivalent, yeah. you know. We were kind of on a sour note with the SEMA experience overall. Yeah, we, we didn't – we usually go Monday through Wednesday. We're excited to get there first day. This time yeah. we went Thursday and Friday. Yeah. We were like, ah, you know, we'll we'll go, we'll go with the motions. We were yeah. more, th- we were, we even said we were there to see our friends more than anything else. That is true. Um, and that changed for us. Mm-hmm. It did. So the first day, uh, we're there. We actually left in the morning on Thursday, straight into SEMA. Yes. And we start doing our thing, recording cars. Sort of podcasting the floor, almost kind of vlogging it. Right. And our videographer kind of says, hey, you know, like we're not doing anything different. Yeah, it's kind of and that content doesn't really resonate. Yeah. And one thing I said that um, I really, really felt at my core was if I'm bored with this content mm-hmm. and I was bored at that point, mm-hmm. then people watching it are going to be bored. And our energy was like, we're bored. Yeah. Yeah. It just didn't feel good. Like everybody's covering cars. Everybody's doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why are we just another needle in the haystack? I guess, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting lost. So at that point we decided we're done for today. And we only, we were only there for what an hour and a half. Uh, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of doing that before we realized it, and mm-hmm. it was about midday. We said, "Let's go get lunch," mm-hmm. and we're gonna go huddle up in the hotel. Yep. And plan. Yes. And we're gonna plan and and figure out what we're gonna do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I posted the sheet. There was a a piece of paper that you were drawing on that yeah. was our whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, right yeah. where we where we started writing our ideas. And we use sort of the inspiration of the day to come up with the content that you now see on our IG. We, we've been posting it yep. all week. Mm-hmm. So now you can go back and take a look at it. Yep. We started just coming up with these kind of like offbeat ideas. Yeah, just a, just seem adjacent, you right. could say, right? Yeah, yeah, stuff. Not really about the cars, not reviewing the cars, not talking about products on the floor because when you go there – I don't really find a lot of interest in the products, especially, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like car waxes, like nothing yeah. about that gets me excited. Yeah. So it was great to kind of find these different angles on some of the content that we could push out from yeah. from SEMA. But the environment is ripe for it different is. ideas, right? It, it so is. it's like, why don't we just take an unconventional approach? You, the previous day, had been noticing a ton of shoes. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's your world. Right? I'm a sneakerhead. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and I kind of noticed a few, too. I'm kind of getting back into the game and mm-hmm. I'm just like, OK, yeah. And then so then we were like, why don't we do a kicks of SEMA? Right. Mm-hmm. Where we mm-hmm. just kind of walk up to people who have nice shoes and hey, like, hey, you know, these are. And I even said it in the in the uh, in the real like cars got us here, but shoes get us through it. Yes. You know. And everybody's rocking, I mean, for the most part, everybody's rocking really nice, comfortable sneakers. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, we got the uh, snakeskin boot or whatever, (laughs) which Which was wild. It was cool. It cool. Yeah, 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 it's cool that they did Uh that. I don't know that I'd be comfortable, but good on him. Uh Uh, Yeah, we started started just spitballing ideas, kind of like when we podcast, and it's like, Oh, what song do we like to listen to in whatever car? That's where What Would You Bump was born. Yes. Right? Yeah. I was complaining about how much I spent on lunch the day before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, That turned into the the lunch idea, right? There's the uh, 
even with just two hours the day before, we still felt the meme of how much you actually walk at SEMA. Right. So then your video came into play, right? <laughs> and yes, I lost my voice and also. You, you lost your voice so also. We so we're doing a lot of silent filming with you. And so we had to be more creative in a way. It almost it, it almost it helped was us. to our benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To work out ideas with these limitations that Correct. we couldn't rely on your Correct. voice. We had to rely on something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it... it um. It really sort of awoke the SEMA spirit for me. Yeah. It was a renewed interest in SEMA, seeing it from a different, from a wacky, silly, yeah. funny lens. Just like a living SEMA type of thing, not just the stuff that's there. Yeah. But this is what it's like to be there. Exactly. And we were only in one of, what, seven halls? Yeah, exactly. Halls we didn't. Yeah, we didn't even go to the other yeah, halls, although we were probably in the coolest hall, but. Yeah, exactly. And but it's just so damn tiring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But through a lot of these segments, a lot of these segments that were put together at least for me mm -hmm. required us to go talk to people. Yes. And so the the networking element came into play and we met a lot more new people, a lot cooler people, yep. have short conversations here and there. And I think that's the experience that we were missing. A car can't really talk to us. Yeah, you that's know? actually very true. The human element is yeah. so important. And like you mentioned, you know, in, in the first year we were there, we did do interviews. Yeah. But it was kind of just shooting in the dark, not necessarily people we were very much interested in. Yes. You know, like some we had I had no background on anybody that we interviewed in the past years. And I had background background on a few. Yeah, but we yeah. got thrown at some guy that did some build from yeah. North Carolina. But we're also not celebrity chasers. That's a thousand percent. You know, true that's as like well. not it's not it's not natural for us. Right. But to have a conversation with like somebody I mean then it turns out that some of the people that we were talking to are actually pretty big in the industry, mm -hmm. but we mm -hmm. didn't know that. And we were just having very natural, very human conversations with people about yes. shoes, yes. about whether they're coming back to F1 or going to SEMA. Yes. And it, it, it was a totally different experience as a result. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we sort of discovered a different niche that we want to explore, mm -hmm. you know, as a result, right, yeah. with sort of content on being there and, and having that experience as opposed to just showing cars yeah trying to walk around and uh, basically throw out redundant content exactly not and and it's you know some people do that really well shout out true. to fix it bong bong like, yeah that's his, true his SEMA content i thought was amazing uh -huh. that's not where 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 our forte is i would say yeah you yeah, know yeah. our forte is i think is more talking and having fun and you know, doing you know Asian squats, <laughs> in, awkwardly in awkwardly front of a line, in front of and a line I'm, at the Toyo booth. And because I have dad like life, I live dad life. I have no shame to do all the stuff. I oh, did. that that was very clear. It was made yeah. very evident. I yes. think I think definitely you have a maybe it is a dad thing, but I I, I remember thinking like, man, like. You have a a higher ceiling for willingness for, for willingness willi yes. for for yeah. doing some of these things yes. and 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 sort yeah. of being a caricature of yourself. Right. Yes. Right. Whereas I'm percent. I'm not as comfortable in no? that space. You're not. I'm, I'm more comfortable being the guy that approaches random people, but I'm okay. not. I'm not comfortable necessarily looking like I'm taking a dump in the middle of a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in the middle of, of, of SEMA or yes, whatever, yes, you yes. know, or, or some of the grease monkey content we've put together Yeah, where it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, you, don't, you don't take yourself as seriously. Yes. But yes, I yes. think there's different strengths that for sure lend to different sure. type of content yes, that I think yeah. we're going to continue to explore right. whether you like it or not. Yes. Um, yes, yes. So look out for, for those, you know, things coming through uh, down the line, but let's talk about the SEMA itself. Let's get mm. into the car sure. stuff. Sure, I want to. I want to first talk about best car. Oh, from the cars we saw. From the cars we saw. Because I, I, which is race hall, so it's usually the best cars. Uh, and outdoors, right? Jeez. Um, you know, to be honest with you, so best real car, I will say I love the GR Corolla even more now. Oh really? Now that I've seen OEM. It in, yeah, now that I've seen it in person. I mean, obviously the rally car would is cool, but that's really not practical. The GR Corolla rally car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and the fender work is purely for performance and I don't think I could live with that wide body on the street personally. Yeah, yeah. The wing, yes. The wide body, mm, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Um but just the stock GR Corolla nothing for looks wise is like a wild wow factor for me. Yeah. But just like kind of like, I don't know, just 
the touching feeling, seeing the the far the carbon on the on the roof, all that good stuff. It would be nice if those cars were didn't have ridiculous MSI or sorry dealer dealer markups. It would be so nice to live in that world again. Unfortunately, we do, and thus I won't buy it brand new. And I I don't even know if it'll ever go down in value. But nonetheless, that was probably my OEM car that I would love to have. Okay. Or real car that I could actually. So that's the the best car of SEMA for you. Kinda, yeah. I'd, okay. I I have to say, I, I I'm gonna say. have to correct you and say that the best car of SEMA for you was the, in general, for everyone in the world was the Lexus. Is no, not it's, the Lexus. It's the K SWAT Ferrari, man. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The okay. K SWAT Ferrari by uh-huh. Mike at Stance Works. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I will say that I had been following his content. Okay, right. I had been following his content, but up up to a certain point, I mean, it was it was yellow the whole time. Okay. And then and then I see it at SEMA and mm-hmm. then honestly like even if it wasn't case swapped mm-hmm. right even if the the there the hood was on and you couldn't see that yes that car was just I mean and the guy, dude built it essentially by himself yeah, yeah in a garage it was definitely you could tell it was well done oh my god yeah one of the best executed builds i've you know in, i've seen in in many years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh of course there, there's there's great especially at the toyo booth there's some great builds yeah but i mean I, that that car the k-swap ferrari hands down one it's against the grain right you're pissing off ferrari fans sure uh, the, that that platform i don't know if it says oh there's plenty of hate is there really oh, online there's plenty. he posts it a lot oh yeah, really yeah, po- there's plenty of hate interesting and and the fact that he's generating that kind of feels good too okay like it's honestly that like it's it's hard not to like i'm i have no relationship to With them. ferrari Right. No, to, to oh, stance works. Right. Okay. But it's hard to not be proud as a member of the car community of, what of, some, of someone who accomplishes something like that. Arguably, he improved the performance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He improved the <laughs> performance. He improved the look. He, yeah. He might be like what RWB did to Porsche, uh, you know, with that car. Yeah. Because that that platform of Ferrari is not really like. I a know. dream car for exactly. a lot of people. So yeah, that, that's where I was gonna go with it. It's like it's not a F forty. Yeah, if it was an F forty, I might side with the Ferrari enthusiasts and yeah. purists. But really? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. No, I would. I mean, you know me. I'm I'm very much a, like yeah. against the grain sure. type of attitude. Fair enough. So yeah. a K swapped F forty wouldn't like hurt you. In no, any way. no. You'd be, you'd be happy somebody I, oh, did it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Like I, I think pushing those boundaries. It's, it, art. It's, it's, it's art. It's art. Yeah, it's for art. sure. It's definitely yeah. art. Yeah. And and that car, man, it, I had to go. I, I literally saw him and I was like, I have to go shake this hand. I even think I kind of creeped him out a little bit because I was just like, dude, like uh, you, you have no idea what this means to us as a car community. Is that what you did when you went over to that booth? Yeah, I think, I think you so. kind of trailed off. I did. I, I yeah. went. I really I, I didn't want to have like cameras or microphones. Oh, I just okay. wanted to have a genuine conversation with the dude about. How awesome his car is! I don't even remember the wheels on it. What wheels were on that? Thing? I, I don't remember either. Just okay. remember it as a package. But I mean, it's uh, like it, it's sort of a build that I would never think to do. That I yeah definitely definitely want to do now. Like to okay. be an owner of that car, that's amazing, man. So yeah, you know to you know trump any uh anyone's opinion out there. That was clearly the best car of SEMA. Okay, that's fair. It was it was a toss up between the Lexus concept, yeah, and this yeah, car. But yeah. the the reason why this one wins uh-huh. is because it's a dude in his garage. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Lexus has all the people and money in the world, but right. that Lexus concept. Ooh, ooh my gosh! Man. Yes, the JDM Batmobile, man. Yeah, it's like so many things in that car. Yeah, and it's not even a real car yet. No, not yet. It's, right? not, it's probably not going to look anywhere close to that. Right. Unfortunately, in a lot of ways. But that is probably one of the sexiest cars I've seen in a long time. Concepts. Yeah. Right. Yes. I'm glad Keith Urban didn't come out to like show it to us <laughs> or get he, a guitar. Or get a guitar like, for. Free. Multi-millionaire getting yeah. his free fucking guitar <laughs> matching the paint. We will never let Keith yeah. Urban go. But, yeah. but yeah, dude, no, that, that Lexus, I, I would say yeah. best best OEM of SEMA. For you. For was me. A, was a Lexus. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was amazing. It's man. hard to not 
want to categorize because there's so many great things about some of the cars we saw. Oh yeah, I, we really didn't scratch the surface on the all. The, oh no, all no. the builds that were there. No, no. I mean, I think uh, a very close runner-up for me is a LS86 um, that was Where in the was Toyo that? booth, and it w- it wasn't there when we went. Oh, I don't think I think they had moved it out to somewhere another place. Oh, but I had I saw it when we passed by. It's a full tube chassis. Okay, built from the ground up mm-hmm. with custom headers. Sure, and it's the 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 engine bay is completely void of wiring. Oh, a lot okay. of people thought that it was one of those non drive shaft cars that uh-huh. didn't run. Uh huh. But it's just so well executed that you believe that. But it, it's actually a running car mm. built by a twenty one year old in a space that looks like a storage garage. Oh, really? Yeah, man. I was oh, following that one too on okay. Instagram. I would say that's a that's a close runner up for me. I mean, you can't also ignore the off again the, the same. Well, I don't it's not the same. The fully carbon fiber R32 that was purple this time. It's a, it's the second version of that car, right? Yeah. Or it's th- not like it's do not You know the how same. much that car costs? I think we said a mil, right? A million. A million bucks. A million bucks to right. do that to a to right. R32. Yeah. Yes. Last year it was regular carbon. Yeah, this, this time, year it's purple carbon. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's and it's not. That's a nice car. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's nice. I mean, that's the dream car status. It's nice. But yes. if, if if I were to rank the three that we discussed, that's still, that one's still on the bottom. Y- you still love the the stance works. Yeah. Because it's like and and the eight six, I would put the eight six over it too, even though it doesn't have that carbon fiber element. Okay. Okay. It's just, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, no, but yeah, the, the Ferrari, that one hands down for me, definitely car of the year at SEMA. Is is there something about seeing it in person versus seeing it on IG for you? One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. I mean, it, seeing it in, I don't, I don't have to touch it, but seeing it in real life, it's right. just different. Yeah, it is. It just looks Agreed. different. You really can't capture sort of the the total package in a picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of. I've sort of debunked something that I've said before about traveling where I've said like, oh, well, I can see it in a picture. Yes. This sort of kind of it changed my mind. Oh, yeah. Right. It changed my mind because that's that's the first thing I thought, too. I was like, oh, so this is what it's probably like to go to like Italy and see all the sculptures in real life. A billion percent. Right. Because I was blown away, dude. I was like speechless for a while. With the Stanceworks one? With the Stanceworks Ferrari. I was like, oh my God, dude. Like, I would love to have a car like this. Mm. Like, it's unique, one-off. It's insulting to a bunch of people that have sticks up their butts. Again, art. Art. 100% art, art, but that that you drive. Yes. You know, like art that you... How... That doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) Art that you drive? Come on. So you're an artist at heart, John, is what that means. Because you love... You like the a, a react evoking reaction i do like evoking so you're, reaction. you're a car artist at heart oh, right yeah so being you're a kia that, like, on the track the rio wasn't isn't an, an, an it, is. it is you're it right. is you're it right is. actually you're right it's like banksy type shit yeah it sort it of really ca- is it was so it was it it was counterculture it is right yeah although yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. eli sort of crawled so i can walk in the <laughs> sense yeah because right? so he the did the rio first credit where credit's due yeah so we have to sure. give him credit but yeah, yeah it, it was sort of a counterculture movement in yeah, the sense yeah i'm giving myself way too much <laughs> no i mean i would but truthfully, yeah in all seriousness that is an art type of mindset yeah you're right no that makes sense mm-hmm. that makes sense it's an artistic kind of, mindset yeah. that's your left brain interesting yeah whereas conformity is not definitely not that now let's talk about where SEMA was a little sneaky this year okay. you noticed this before anybody else did uh-huh um last year we noticed a ton of open spaces yeah a ton of open spaces in sema and this year even some even some another content creator that was there with us said the same thing that they wanted to sort of film the demise of sema yes but they bamboozled us yes they did. in all the empty spaces they mm-hmm. put in restaurants <laughs> yeah and it, seating for that restaurant exactly full-on yeah. restaurants yeah. right like yeah. the first year we went there was nowhere to sit mm-hmm. you couldn't oh, sit anywhere yeah. Right. Yeah. They, and then and then last year they put in benches, but it wasn't enough. Right. There was always those like sad benches in the middle of a ton of space. Yes. And so this year they were like, you know what? We're just going to put food inside, which is also smart and very smart. Yeah. Very smart because it was nowhere near. It wasn't noticeable at all. 
You're right. Right? You're, yeah. you, it took you to say, hey, you know, now they have food in here. Yeah. It's not just on the edges or just outside. Just outside. Because we used to eat at the food court outside in the lobby. Exactly. And now we actually had options in the hall. In the hall yeah. to eat inside. Interesting, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so there was still a lot of space, uh-huh. but it was coordinated well enough to where you couldn't notice it. Like if you even the Dodge booth, right, with all those LCDs and all those screens, mm-hmm. it was kind of in the center where it wasn't an efficient use of space. Yeah. But <laughs> but it was but it was using a lot of space. Right. Therefore, giving the illusion of, you know, this place is it's packed. And yeah. And the aisles are like feeling wider. Correct. Yeah. It was a lot more comfortable to get around. That's true. Now, that could be because we arrived Thursday and not Monday. So mm-hmm. therefore, there's less people. Right. 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 But also it just, it just felt more comfortable. It was easier to film, easier to record, take pictures. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that was Seema pulled a, a sneaky one on us. And I, I wonder how many people actually noticed. And s- and to add to that, because we went on a Friday, that's a day where the public can buy tickets to enter into Seema. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what was the smell you, that was resounding? Oh within the hall you oh my god you i just it's so weird because i would have never expected it but as soon as they allowed the general population to enter sema mm-hmm. the entire hall smelled like pot yeah everywhere you turn everywhere yes. you turn smell yes. like pot the yes. entire thing smelled mm-hmm. like pot where it's like i mean i don't care but it was just it was such a contrast, <laughs> it was. you know, yeah. And it's not like the attendees don't smoke pot. Correct. You know what I mean, Agreed. but it's but just but this is like, just a different vibe they, altogether. They got high before they walked in. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like quite, or I, we're smoking I, I think on, they were smoking on premises where, where we ate lunch last time where you actually the, where you did the squatting. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They were smoking out there. Oh, were people smoking, yeah, people out, there? Were smoking out there? Were they passing joints? Uh, to one another. I don't know that I saw anyone passing, but I saw uh, like them smoking themselves. Oh, I, yeah. I wasn't even paying attention, oh, yeah. but it definitely. I mean, ne- right next to the barbecue. The smell. Was, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. The smell was just so strong. There was no way they weren't smoking somewhere in the vicinity. That's true. That's true. Right? It's just it was. It wasn't like they smoked in a hotel and then came out. Yeah. And it smelled because it was like the whole thing. But it was a different vibe altogether. In what way? What in mean? like. Uh, it's just it felt more like a car show non-industry yes yes right? that's exactly what it's yeah. like having non-industry people around there were a lot more like uh googly-eyed people i guess sure fair a enough. lot more people like fascinated with everything that was there sort of like that childlike you mm-hmm. know you know mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. of cars sure i felt like was was more apparent there okay yeah even the one of the guys that we interviewed i think he he wasn't he was part of like the paid attendants. Okay. Um. The the guy at the Toyo booth at the end. Mm. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so he had this kind of sort of like, you could you could tell he had this like s- like spazzy energy about yeah. being in, in yeah. at SEMA. Yes. That we had when the first time we went. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And so that That's was cool. I thought true. that was cool. But yeah, man, it smelled like crazy. In yeah. There. Yeah. It, it it went from SEMA to complex con yeah so they should they maybe they should do a collab with a weed convention like down the street it's gonna get to a point i think eventually right Uh i think i think the car industry in general is still pretty conservative maybe yeah Yeah, sure like there's still a big i mean the corporate side of it you could say the corporate side of it yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean if it became federally legal and then i mean maybe 10 15 years down the line there's a mix i don't see how weed would come into play with with cars though who know, maybe we should create that connection uh, maybe, i don't know like i don't know built-in bongs Ooh. that and your dash or we get our cigarette lighters back <laughs> in our cars <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one you we like get, that one? Oh, dude yeah we should develop that product or we should just sell yeah. cigarette lighters yeah. to put in our um cigarette lighter um charging yeah i mean i guess you could just have a bic yeah but if yeah. you could have like a a pop purpose cigarette or lighter in your car what car we is sell it aftermarket <laughs> to like what car is the perfect pothead car i don't even know Ooh, let's end on, let's end on this question okay ah man so the the uh the, the stereotype is like uh, uh like, like a, a vw cruiser. bus okay yeah that's true right Chichin chong yeah yeah Chichin chong esque yeah. mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. cruiser like, well, would be a cruiser like, so like cypress hill or who's the yeah i think cypress hill don't they do a a show where they get fucking really high in the car 
Yeah, and they and they usually have like lowrider esque type yes. of cars. Yeah, that's what. So I was thinking, okay, so lowrider that's kind of typical. Yeah. Well, what's kind of a little bit outside of that and a little bit kind of fun, a little quirky, but it is definitely a pot car. I don't know. A Subaru? Maybe. I, or maybe this is a question for the listeners. I think there's. I think this is a question for the listeners. Yeah. 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 Let us know. Like, what would be the pot car? Well, you can't come up with one right right off the bat. Huh? Is there a BMW model that is kind of the pot car? Because <laughs> maybe within the Honda world, I might say like. Uh, no. A... I can give you the crackhead car, the 328. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Okay. Okay. A pot car is no. it's hard because well BMW doesn't like are we talking traditional pothead or are we talk cuz the pro- that's the problem that I'm having. There's now new niches of pothead, huh? Right. Or there's, they're all coming out. There's Everybody's the, coming there's out. There's the corporate pothead, there's yeah. the, you know, there's the artsy yeah. pothead. There there yeah. is like and 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 there's just they're they're in all walks of life they and you are. can tell they're there. You can tell who they are, yeah. but they have different characteristics. That's true. So a corporate pothead might drive something different than the artsy pothead. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't so know. So let's talk traditional artsy tie dye hippie esque uh, type of. It w- so mean, it's the V dub. Yeah, it's the Overlanders. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, okay. it's the Overlanders okay. for okay. sure. <laughs> they're outdoors. The van oh, life 100%. people. Yeah, it's yeah. a Tacoma. It's a Tacoma. <laughs> okay, that's what okay. it is. It's okay. a Tacoma. Tacoma. Right. With the new pothead car, right, 2022. Right, right. 2022. Yeah. All right. I, I'm gonna call it. I'll call out the van life people. Yeah. What else do you do out there? Like, you know what I mean. Like, in the Toyo booth, there was that one I squatted. I Asian squatted by the um that van that was fully. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Camp- campered out. Yeah. Or camped yeah. Out. Yeah. That's, that's, like, what else is there to do out in the woods? You that's, know. That's a good question. You live like a hobo and smoke a joint. <laughs> 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 and with that, that is our episode. You can find and us at 91octane.com. That is, well, actually, follow us at 91octane. Are you Wait, high, John? I am high. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, been kidding. too long. We took yes. a week off. Yes. So uh, <laughs> that is our show. How do you find us, John? <laughs> you can find us at 91octane.com. All letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us any emails, in Info at 91octane.com. Also, if you want any swag, go to 91octane.com. Use code BIGWILLOW for 10% off your entire order. Also, supporters of the show, Cafe Carrera, us. Uh, use 10% uh, oh, get <laughs> use Big Willow for 10% <laughs> off your order uh, at cafe.carrera as well for some of the best coffee you'll ever try. Now that I've stumbled through that, Randy, we, any last words? We are not high, <laughs> but please tell us what car would be a pot car. Yeah, pot car, a pot, smoker. Unconventional pot car, right? Not yes. the traditional ones. Yes. Yeah. When you, we're, we're looking for a new car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night.